This is the Talk Show America Show. And welcome one and all to the Talk Show American. JR here with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it very much, folks. Um, uh, this is a, a podcast one week after our last one. Um, and in a week, things have gotten so crazy, have, have changed so much. Um, you know, we're still talking about the us being on the doorstep of World War III with Russia and Ukraine, um, you know, with their, with their conflict going on. Uh, it's amazing. It really is. When you think about it, when you think about all the things that are going on, uh, you sit here and shake your head because you're just wondering, uh, you know, what, what is going to happen that's going to trigger uh, something worse than what's already going on. Um, for, for many of you, obviously, you've been following this because it's been the basically the lead story in all the news uh, all around the world. Uh, but now, one of the things that has happened, significant things that happened, um, is that the Russians took a nuclear power plant um, in the Ukraine during a battle. They shelled it, and then they, uh, they, they went in and took it. Um, it was on fire, but it's, it's since not on fire anymore. The fires were put out, and it, uh, at least uh, you know, according to the official report anyway, uh, there's no danger of radiation leaking out, and it's still operational. But think about this for a minute. They took out this, this uh, uh, nuclear reactor, or they, well, they took it, you know, uh, you know by force. Uh, one of the things that happens, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but over in, like in Europe, um, they rely a lot on that, that, that provide, that reactor provides about 30% of, to, you know, some estimates about 30% to 40% of the power that goes to Europe. Uh, they don't rely uh, so much on other um, other factors. Uh, so this is something that, uh, you know, certainly could cause big problems for uh, the, the, Europe, the European nations. Uh, if, you know, the Russians control um, a power plant that basically controls about 30% of, of, the, um, of the power that goes to, to that country. This is, this, this is a, a substantial problem uh, for the Europeans. So how they're going to react um, is anyone's guess, but uh, because that's some, uh, something that just happened a couple of days ago, uh, and so far no one's had any big reaction to it. You know, I mean, what, what are you really going to do? Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see how this came about and what is going to go on uh, when the time comes, folks, because uh, at some point in time, uh, you know, depending upon how, uh, you know, how advanced uh, the uh, Russian army gets in, in Ukraine, how far they go, um, you know, this could be a factor uh, if they're controlling all the power or, or a good margin of the power uh, going to uh, other European nations. Uh, it's just... It's amazing that that had, that had happened, and 
Um, in this case, there hasn't been any any problem, you know, any uh, problem with the power plant so far. It's operating and it's not leaking um, radiation. At least that's what the officials are telling us. So that's a good thing. But you know, it's the the danger of this power plant being in the the, the hands of of the Russians is basically that they can shut it off or put it on anytime they want. Uh, and uh, you know, and you know this this could uh, obviously uh, you know affect all of Europe or a good part of it. So it's it's kind of amazing to uh, to see uh, the, these things going on. And still, it's kind of like I mean, we're calling it you know the the, the State Department now is you know was at first it was an uh, a uh, notice that came out of the uh, U.S. Embassy in Kiev that said it was a war crime that got like taken off and you know, pushed aside and, you know, uh, by the State Department. But then later on, uh, Pasaki is saying that uh, that uh, it's a war crime in, in, in a press release. It's, you know, it's, it could be considered a war crime. Uh, so it's, 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 it's amazing how much jumbling around right now is going on and everything else. Now, you'd think that, you know, with the, with the sanctions that have been placed on Russia, which rightfully so, they should be, you think that the sanctions have been placed on Russia uh, would be, you know, a, a big part of it uh, that the oil um, and gas coming out of Russia that would be cut off. They would be not not be able to. No one would buy it from them. No one would take it from them. But that's not what's going on, folks. We're still getting oil to this day from Russia. Now I know the prices are way up there, and you know everybody's you know having a hard time, and you know the administration is blaming it on Russia. But folks. Um, the prices have been going up for quite a while before this conflict even came about. So, uh, you know, it's not Russia per se. It's, it's you know, um, there, that's a factor. There's no doubt about it. But it is not the only thing. Um, this has been going on for quite a while. And one, one of the reasons why this started happening, in my opinion, the biggest reason, is because of all the domestic oil production that we reduced or cut off completely. And you know what happened when Biden came into the presidency. One of the first things he did was, you know, uh, kibosh the Keystone Pipeline. Now, Keystone Pipeline, you know, still in construction. So, yes, you know, is that going to, if we, if we start that up again, is that going to drop our prices in oil right away? No. But what it is going to do is help in the future to reduce our dependence on foreign oil. This is something that President Trump did um, almost from day one when he got into office, was start reducing our dependence on foreign oil. Now, do we still get some foreign oil? Yes, we do, folks, but not like we used Well, now it's, we probably get more, but not like we used to. And, and you know, uh, during, during the Trump presidency, um, you know, it was reduced so that we would not have this problem. Here we go now with a problem with you know, Russia and Ukraine. Um, and if we get involved somehow, you know what's going to happen. The, the Russians are basically going to say they're going to cut it off completely. If they do, um, that create you think the prices are high now. Where do you see what happens when that goes on? Um, so it's a game being played here. Uh, so we're uh, reportedly anyway getting 22 million, still getting 22 million barrels of oil from Russia a day, even under the sanctions. So yeah, it, it's cut it down, but at the same time, folks, uh, what message does it send to Russia that we're not ready? To cut off, and we're not the only country, by the way. We're going to talk about this in a couple minutes. And I don't want to. I want to try to get into some other things that are going on with the um, uh, in the world here, and, and, and with the, with our country, uh, other issues that that have to be talked about that have been put on the back burner, folks. Conveniently, in my opinion, 
um, that are not talked about anymore, and that's a lot of it has to do with um, you know some voter fraud that's being uh, you know being investigated. Um, you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, Hunter Biden and and Biden and and that investigation that's going on. Uh, you know, all of these things are put by the wayside. The Durham investigation, the Durham probe um, that's going on right now, um, all that's being pushed to the back burner, folks, because we're going to talk about Russia and Ukraine all day. Now, some people think we should be supporting the Ukrainians. I personally agree. But, you know, I mean, there's, there's back and forth on this. You know, well, you know, Zaleski's a bad guy. You know, Putin's a bad guy. You know, folks... Let's think about one thing before we think about all of this. The people in Ukraine, the people themselves, maybe they, Ukraine has a corrupt government. And from, you know, from, all, uh, from all reports, kind of seems like it, maybe that's the way. <laughs> but really, do, think about this for a minute. Do any of us have any, any do, do anybody else in this, in this country have any question that our government is corrupt? Look at the things that have been going on. Look at the inside, uh, you know, um, stock trading and things of this nature that have gone on. It, you, you, no one, you, know, you can sit there and call this government in Ukraine corrupt. But really, if we were really to take and investigate uh, the, whole, the whole Senate, the whole House of Representatives, the whole, you know, uh, Washington, D.C., you know, uh, the whole organizations over there, I think you would find that we'd probably put those people to shame. And we all know what's been going on for a long time. We don't want to, uh, you know, we want to pretend that we don't see it or we don't really want to know. No, who wants to think that our government is corrupt? Who wants to think that, you know, your voice doesn't matter in the United States? But we're getting to that point. You know that and I know that. And unless you think a certain way, Right away, you know, I mean, this, this, you know, they want to ban you from social media. They want to ban you from here. They want to ban you from there. And, you know, there are some things that I think, yeah, cross the line. And I think you've got to be careful. But at the same time, folks, because you have a different opinion than someone else, um, it should not mean that uh, you can't be heard. Well, you can't be heard because, you, you, you know, you're, you're not... Uh, you know, you're not pro-abortion. You can't be heard. We can't listen to you. You're a Christian. You can't, we can't listen to you. You can't say this. You can't say that. Uh, this country was not founded on those principles. And unfortunately, um, that's where we're going. And a lot of that's being pushed to the wayside now with this Ukraine-Russia conflict. Um, and, you know, everybody's focused on this and everybody's worried that World War Three. and, you know, there's been talks about uh, one of the... Uh, Foreign ministers, I believe, from Russia said that, you know, the, if World War III starts, it'll be nuclear, things of this nature. Um, you know, I don't think that anybody's ready to do that yet. However, as I said earlier in the beginning of this thing, going to the, you know, taking a nuclear power plant that powers a good good part of, uh, you know, a good part of Europe um, is, is how you control this. Because, you know, if you don't agree with these people, they'll just say, well, you know what? You know, the Russians, you know, say, well, you know what? We'll just shut your power off. We'll sh we'll, you know, you won't have any, uh, any and, you know, at least not any. You get, probably have some power you generate yourself, but you won't have the power that you need. Um, you know, and there'll start to be blackouts and, you know, the times when you can't have the lights on, all this other stuff. And the countries are going to end up caving in the, in the long run. You know, th this, this is how this can happen, folks. When they control the energy, they control everything. 
Say what you want, but it's true. If they control energy, oil, so far, gas, and now nuclear power plants, at least in Europe anyway, how, you know, it's going to be very difficult for the Europeans to resist or to, to fight back because if they, you know, they can say, well, you don't agree with us, boom, you're all done. We're shutting you off. Click, all done, you know, until you agree with us. You know, this can happen. And you know, like I said, there are probably, you know, and they're, they're probably obviously have some generation of power in their own countries. But when you're getting a 30, you know, 30% of your power from a nuclear power plant, um, that big 30% cutting off, that's a lot. That is a lot. So, um, you know, this whole thing, you know, I'm not, I'm not so sure we have to worry about nuclear weapons. Um, I think we have to worry about nuclear reactors and them taking them over and basically, you know, holding uh, all of Europe hostage at some point in time. Um, now, some of them have gotten off the, um, the, the nuclear and, and they've gone to the gas that comes from Russia. But there's the point, too. If you decide, hey, you can't do this to Ukraine or another European country or another satellite country that used to be in the Soviet Union at one point in time, you can't do that to them. All they have to say is, well, you know what, let's see, they get like 50% of their, their power from uh, gas from Russia, you know, click. Guess what? Now, now you've got, you know, now you've got to worry about that stuff. So it's, it's almost like they're going to hold them hostage somehow, um, you know, at, at some point in time. This is, in my opinion, why they're focusing on uh, those, those places, the nuclear power plants. You know, they can, I mean, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to, excuse me, heck, heck of a lot easier to control the narrative. Uh, nuclear weapons aren't going to do this, folks. Even theater, theater tactical nukes are going to cause problems. Um, but if you can take over a nuclear power plant without obviously destroying it and causing radiation leaks, you know, uh, over there, because they use them a lot, you've got, you know, you've got basically um, a lot of countries in, in Europe by the gonads in plain English. It's true. So the warfare here, in my opinion, I'm not so much worried about nuclear, at, at least at this point in time, um, you know, nuclear weapons. Uh, as far as intercontinental uh, ballistic missiles go, things of that nature, I'm not really worried about that so much. Um, as I am saying that these people, uh, what they're doing, you know, the Russians, you know, the, the Russian government, uh, Putin, what, what he's doing is, you know, he's securing the energy. You secure the energy, you get the switch, you can decide. You know, okay, boom, shut off, put on, certain time. This is when you're going to have energy, and this is when you're not. Until you either comply, uh, you know, I mean... How can you repel an invasion if you have no power, if you have no gas? And I'm talking about um, gas, uh, not liquid gasoline, but, uh, you know, gas, natural gas. You have no gas, you have no power, you're not powering things. Very difficult, very difficult to move. Oil, if they, if they shut you off on the oil, now you can't, uh, you know, move a, a mechanical uh, army because there's no way to transport them or anything else at some point in time. Or you're going to have citizens up in arms because they can't move their vehicles. They can't go anywhere. They can't do anything because they have no, no fuel. Uh, because, you know, now it's all being taken up by the government. We'll be right back, folks, after these messages. So stay tuned. This is a St. Jude moment. Ashton was a high-level athlete. And in a 
an instant, your world flips and your healthy five-year-old competitive cheerleader has a brain tumor. And the physician was like, your best option is St. Jude. Receiving treatment that was life-saving for our child and knowing that that treatment would be of no cost to us was a huge weight lifted. Learn more at stjude.org. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-795-5573. 800-795-5573. That's 800-795-5573. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Okay, we're back, folks, and thanks for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it very much. Um, and uh, we want to expand further on this uh, situation with uh, Russia and uh, them taking that nuclear power plant. Um, and, you know, just to illustrate uh, what is what I was talking about, uh, there is... Uh, there's definitely some, uh, some, you know, some uh, information I could give you on that. Um, 2016, in 2016, 30% of the natural gas consumed by the European Union came from Russia. 2018, that figure jumped to 40%. By 2020, now these are things that I, I went by the first sentence I saw because that's what caught my eye. In 2020, it was nearly 44%. And by early 2021, last year, it was nearly 47%. Now, that's about half your, half your, uh, your country. So, as, as I said, they control the energy. Um, and this is, um, you know, it, it, this, this article details an important, detail, important point, saying that Europe's growing dependence on Russian energy is, is a problem. Uh, and that's, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people believe that NATO does not want to engage in a shooting war with Russia over Ukraine because the Russians control the energy. Now they, they have oil, they, they, they give them oil, they give them natural gas, and this is, you know, and now they get, they're starting to take nuclear power plants into Ukraine, um, which powers a lot of, 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 the, uh, of, of Europe. Um, and you now, this didn't just happen. It was almost intentional. Um, many European, uh, European countries, uh, especially Germany, um, they, they embraced unreliable renewables uh, while they were getting rid of carbon-free nuclear plants. So it, it's amazing, folks, when you think about this. Um, at one point in time, folks, uh, Germany's electrical, electricity was around 30% nuclear power, in other words, by nuclear plants. Um, but they've been, since been uh, basically sacking uh, inexpensive nuclear plants. By 2020, um, they had reduced their nuclear share from 30% that powers their, their country to 11%. Uh, and then on the last day of 2021, folks, Germany, according to this article, shut down half of its remaining six nuclear reactors. So now there's none. Now it's gas. For uh, for Germany, uh, so it, it it really is amazing. Um, 
when you think about this, that, you know, this is probably, um, you know, this is probably one of the reasons why that now you're seeing um, the Russians take these nuclear plants, not just because of the Ukraine, but because this plant in Ukraine that they took, and I off the top of my head, I can't think of the name of it. I was reading in an article, but um, it, it provides a good part of the energy for the European Union. So this becomes a problem, folks. Um, and, and of course, as I said, the Russians control the natural gas. So uh, this is one of the reasons why they, we believe, you know, that, um, that they're not, NATO is not uh, that interested in jumping in the fray. You know, besides the fact that the Ukraine isn't a member of, of NATO. But, you know, I mean, bottom line is, folks, you're going to have to protect your country uh, in, in, in Europe, uh, your countries. Uh, this, this may not stop with the Ukraine. This may not, this may, you know, may not stop at all with the Ukraine. And if, the, if, if they gain all of the, well, they won't gain it all, but you know what I'm saying. They gain a good chunk of the the, the energy. Um, if Russia does, they already have a good chunk of it. They'll control the narrative on how this goes. So it's it's a blackmail scheme almost, and it's it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But obviously, that was when when that nuclear power plant was hit. Um, it was pretty scary, folks, for a lot of people because you know obviously everybody remembers Chernobyl, where that reactor got out of control and all the radioactive waste and um, things that happened there, uh, you know, nobody wants that to happen again. And when you have, a, if you have, you know, if you kill workers at uh, nuclear power plants, if you destroy certain things like the, the water cooling and things of that nature, a reactor will go out, go out of control and the same thing will happen again um, that way. So it's a very dangerous thing to, to, to attack nukes, uh, nuclear power plants. I think that's one of the reasons why they used artillery rather than, um, you know, um, missiles and things of that nature because the missiles really would have caused havoc um and they seem to i mean i don't know if this if this is true or not but they seem to the russians seem to know what parts to shell so they could take control of the plant um you know they had a, a security force there but you you know you can't you know you can't go up against the, the, the russian military and think that that's gonna you know that you're gonna be all set that needed to be um there needed to be a big uh, force there to protect it but uh, I don't know if they didn't. They just figured that Russia wouldn't attack it or whatever. Who knows? I mean, it's hard to say with a lot of these things that go on. So, um, just some things to talk about. There was there is a funny story that I wanted to talk about. I mean, I don't want to say it's funny because it's it has to do with um, with the uh, uh, the, uh, the the Russians in, in Ukraine, and uh, you know how you know, how long it was been taking them to do anything. Um, you know, their convoy was stalled for a long time. And one of the things that, that came out um, about this whole thing was uh, one of the reasons why that the convoy was stalled, um, at least according to uh, some reports we had, was cheap Chinese tires uh, that uh, were, you know, they were like Michelin uh, knockoffs. Where the reason why this uh, the, the the convoy was being stalled so much was because the tires couldn't take um, the the terrain you know because the, the road that they're on everything was kind of rough 
Uh, so it, it, it kind of, in a way, it's kind of comical. I mean, you know, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to downplay the invade, you know, the Russians invading Ukraine. Believe me, folks, when I say this, but it is funny to think that cheap Chinese tires may have contributed to the Russians' convoy not moving very quickly uh, and stalling it uh, on on several occasions. So I thought that was something worth mentioning because this whole thing, this whole invasion, folks, is it's just so crazy. It's like. You, there's reports of the Russians just get, Russian soldiers just giving up. Russian soldiers. There's reports that they punch holes in fuel tanks so they run out of fuel and everything else. And whole, you know, uh, and you know, whole, uh, you know, several Russian soldiers just giving up. They don't only want to fight. You know, they're, they're not into this fight as much as people think. And a lot of the Russian people aren't either. But of course, if they say anything over there right now, they, you know, that you want to talk about how you know you, you, that happens over here. Probably even worse over there. But um, it's it's it is kind of funny in some ways. Um, like I said, I don't want to belittle um, or make fun of a Russian invasion per se of Ukraine, but to to think that you know Russian tires, I mean uh, Chinese tire, cheap Chinese tires may have contributed to their 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 not being able to move very quickly uh, would would be uh, is 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 funny. You know, um, it's 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 almost like you know, uh, it's it's odd. Let's put it that way. Um, but that was uh, one of the reports. So I don't want to, you know, I want to get away from this for a little bit because, uh, you know, we can talk about this forever. It just, but there's a lot of other things going on, folks, and we want to start looking at those stories as well because, you know, the mainstream news media and the administration, the Biden administration, are more than happy to see um, these reports. Uh, you know, uh, fall by the wayside, uh, these other reports, and, you know, see that, you know, the the, the uh, mainstream news media is concentrating on, uh, you know, Af- uh, not Afghanistan, um, Russia and uh, Ukraine, and all the things that are going on. This kind of gives Biden, uh, the Biden administration, um, and uh, obviously the mainstream news media, cover on all the other stories they're not covering. Or they're trying not to cover, obviously, because um, they don't want these stories coming out. And there's several of them right now uh, that are out there um, that that are, are creating some problems. Um, well, would create problems for the administration if they were uh, to um, if they were to come about. Uh, but they're, 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 these stories are not uh, are not getting out because they're being uh, overshadowed by uh, the the um, invasion of uh, Ukraine by Russia and, and, and the daily stories that come out of there. And you just never know what's going on. Um, one of the things that came out, and I wanted to talk about this a little bit, because it does um, somehow uh, tie into this, is um, Buttigieg, uh, the transportation secretary, uh, has, has says that the Biden administration is not galloping after permanent solutions to the oil, you know, to to, uh, to energy for the United States, um, especially on the idea of reauthorizing the Keystone Pipeline. Now, folks, say what you want, uh, but the bottom line is that um, we kind of already knew this. You could tell by the way things are going. First of all, when when we do sanctions, we don't we just we still buy oil from the Russians, even though we're sanctioning them on most stuff. Um, gets a little crazy, you know, if you think about it. Uh, but um, you know, certainly. Um, the uh, 
reauthorizing of the Keystone Pipeline over this uh, over the uh, the cost, high rising cost of energy, especially oil, is something that's not in the Biden administration's cards, and that's now now coming out. But I don't I think it's everywhere on any type of increasing of um, you know um, domestic uh, uh, oil uh, resources for our, uh, so it's it's kind of uh, you know it's it's kind of admitting that that's what the goal is uh, all along so so he made this statement the um i believe it was yesterday uh and it's i mean it it basically confirms what we've all been saying that no one uh you know that this administration is not interested in um in any it says well long term solutions but the bottom line is folks uh it's you know, or I should say permanent solutions. Bottom line is we've got to we've got to start thinking about this. And again, this is goes back to what I was saying before, where uh, the Russians are controlling, you know, uh, getting uh, starting to get into to the business of basically controlling the energy. And if they control the energy, folks, they've got everything. Now we've got to stop stop start looking at um, permanent solutions to this problem from this country. Mm-hmm. We already know that relying on foreign oil is not the way to go so you know we've got to start realizing this should make people realize especially with the prices of of, of, uh, gasoline right now for your vehicles and the price of oil heating oil for your homes um, the price of electricity is going to go up because obviously um, they use some of the place you know they use oil to, to fire these places some of them to um to you know to to uh, produce the electricity it's going to it's going to domino it's go, it's going to the effects are going to keep going on so we at this point in time should be looking for permanent solutions why wouldn't we be uh but it's you know according to him according to uh pete Buttigieg, uh president biden's administration does not want to implement permanent solutions to short-term pl- solutions I don't get what they mean by that. Um, and uh, it says, especially in regards to the Keystone Pipeline. Well, you know, folks, again, if we don't start looking at how in a year, you know, a couple of years, we can be free of this, you know, of, of this oil, uh, this foreign oil, uh, you know, we're going to be in the same problem again if something like this happens again. It's got nothing to do, it's not, it doesn't have, I mean, it, I'm not saying it has nothing to do, it has something to do, but it does not, it's not the main crux of the problem. The Russian oil is not the, you know, because this, we got into this, and, and, and you know, into this, uh, the Ukraine uh, conflict and Russian conflict as far as sanctions go, um, that is not causing the prices to, uh, to rise. So, um, we, you know, what they, what, what, what they want to do here, folks, in the long run, and I'm going to tell you something that's right, right now. This is more and more a push to, uh, to stop relying on, um, you know, uh, petroleum-based products, things of that nature, for fuel. This is, this is what this is geared towards, whether anybody wants to admit it or not. This is what it's geared towards. It's geared towards, um, you know, we, us relying less on fossil fuels uh, and more on electric power, things of this nature, or the electric cars, things of this nature. That's more or less what this is geared towards. And that's eventually going to be the same thing with you heating your house or anything else. All right, we'll be back, folks.
uh, in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-643-3049-800-643-3049-800-643-3049. That's 800-643-3049. Alana was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and it's cancer. As a parent, when you're told this type of news, you're going to do whatever you can do for your babies. When we got to St. Jude is when I realized that, no, you're not going to get a bill for anything. I don't have to worry about it. They're saying we're going to help save her, and we're not going to charge you anything. This is what we do. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. You're listening to the right, Talk Show America the talk show. show. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it very much indeed. Um, one thing I wanted to mention before we get too far along is uh, the blog, the new blog is up, folks, on talkshowamerica.com. That's talkshowamerica.com. Again, that's uh, um, the new blog. It's It, it no longer, longer redirects to... Um, talkshowamerica.blogspot.com, which you still can go to and still has content up there, um, and it refreshes uh, on a regular basis. But uh, the main blog now is, the, you know, obviously the Talk Show American mm-hmm. at talkshowamerica.com. Not talkshowamerican.com, but talkshowamerica, without the N, dot com. Uh, and uh, check it out. You can email me, um, jr, the letter J, the letter R, at talkshowamerica.com. Dot com about the show, um, about the blog. Uh, just uh, if you want to say hi, uh, whatever. Um, we appreciate uh, those of you who follow us on Facebook. We appreciate uh, those of you who follow us on Twitter, especially because we're our main base for the social media is Twitter. Right now, we still use it. Um, there are a lot of others, but unfortunately, for, there's so many others, and I've got to try to get those all set up and they're all set up but i've got to get those all to where people can under, can see the uh, different places they can go because i know some people don't care for twitter some people don't care for facebook i understand that and i understand why um certainly uh, uh there, there are there are many times and many uh, you know good reasons why you, you don't but um so that's uh the new things that have come out with with talk to america as I said, TalkShowAmerica.com, TalkShowAmerica.com for the blog. Um, and if you want to email me, JR, the letter J, letter R, at TalkShowAmerica.com. And i um, more than happy to, to uh, you know, um, read your comments and more than happy to email you back um, and go from there. Like I said, good and bad, pro and con. Um, you know, we, 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 uh, we have no problem with 
um, getting, you know, getting the, the cons as well, because we know we're not perfect all the time. Now, I just talked to you about Buttigieg talking about not, uh, you know, the, the Biden administration really doesn't want to gallop after permanent solutions, especially on the idea of, of reauthorizing the Keystone Pipeline. Um, but also, folks, um, what came out uh, from that whole, th- that whole uh, interview is us possibly with this Iranian deal, uh, this new Iranian deal they're working on, with us possibly um, getting oil from Iran again. He said, you know, again, uh, Buttigieg says this is uh, buying oil from Iran is on the table as the Biden administration imposes restrictions on domestic drilling. Again, we come back to this again. Uh, it's getting to be uh, kind of odd uh, that we're, you know, we're, we're in an energy crisis. We are right now. We're, you know, basically, um, you know, the prices are going up and people, it's, it's hard for people to afford this. You know, this, there I saw some price tags from some, some places in the country that were like $7 a gallon. That's utterly ridiculous, folks. How do they, do they expect people to live? How do they expect, well, they, they, they don't. All this is part of this whole thing of getting us away from fossil fuels into alternative energy. Now, I'm not against that completely. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that that's a bad thing. Um, I just think it's a bad thing to just one day decide, boom, click, we're not doing this anymore. And this is what we're doing because it's going to cause problems. It's going to cause big problems for us. So, so we have to, you know, we, we, we have to sit back and um, we have to watch these things. And right now, this is all, some of this is just being buried because we're talking about the Ukraine and, and, and Russia, uh, you know. And so this, this, this is where the problem lies. You know, a lot of this stuff is being buried, folks. Um, and I don't want to talk about it too much, but, you know, imagine right now in, in the deal, in this, in this uh, nuclear, in this deal, that, I don't want to say nuclear, in this deal with Iran over nuclear power and things of this nature, um, suddenly uh, Buttigieg is saying that the, the uh, you know, deal with Iran could include them, us getting oil from them, buying oil from them. This is crazy, but it's, it's what what they're saying. Um, as as you know, as, you know, while we're, we're imposing restrictions on domestic drilling, uh, you know, and the pipeline, I just to me, you know, this is you know, and it because it's all about the green energy, folks. Don't let anybody fool you. I'm not saying that the Russian-Ukraine invasion is about green energy, but it's all about the green energy as far as this administration is going. Um, because the more they can say, oh, look at what oil is costing and everything else, the more they can try to push for the, the green energy, the electric, you know, the, the soaring gas prices, you know, are, are one way that they're going to try to, you know, well, we'll, you know, we can, you know, we can do this and you can uh, ease, we can ease soaring gas prices. We can ease the pain at the pump, you know, because you won't be using gas that much. Uh, you know, no real solutions were offered, folks, while they're, while they're talking about this. Somehow or another, we've got to get, you know, uh, we've got to get um, domestic uh, production back up there. Um, you know, as you know, Biden killed the, the Keystone Pipeline right away and halted new oil and gas leases. Uh, we're still importing uh, Russia, uh, Russian oil despite the, um, his threats of nuclear war on us, despite the fact that sanction, we're sanctioning him, but we're still buying 22 million barrels of oil a day from them. 
It's it's just it's just amazing. I don't know if that's a day. I'll have to find out. But irregardless. Uh, and now we're talking about possibly buying. They're talking about possibly buying oil from Iran. This is just getting out of control, folks. Getting out of control. We cannot sustain this. Um, our reliance on foreign oil is, is it's it's going to weaken us even more than we already are. And this is the problem, as as you see, folks, and as you saw, as I illustrated earlier, with the Ukraine. Um, uh, excuse me, with the Russians um, starting to, you, you know, to, to they have the energy over there in Europe. They, you know, a good part of it comes from them. Now they've got this nuclear power plant. They can even, you know, do more with it. Cut, cut off more um, energy to to the Europeans. This is why they're not uh, that that, uh, you know, um, big on getting involved in in the. Uh, in in the Ukraine fight, however, they are. They, I know they are. You know, providing them with some, um, providing them with some uh, weapons and things of that nature, uh, and logistical help, which is which is better than you know them completely not doing anything. But uh, it's amazing what's being said right now. And like I said, under the guise of you know with the, with the Russian Ukraine con- conflict and everybody thinking you know, oh geez, I don't want it, We don't want to get nuked. We you know. Under that guise, you know, there was all this talk about Iran. Um, you know, we're renegotiating that deal, um, and part of it could be that we're going to buy oil from Iran. I, I, I just, it's it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. I mean, and again, the the, the statement made that. Uh, that uh, Buttigieg says that we have to make sure we're not galloping uh, after permanent solutions to immediate short-term problems. It, it doesn't even make any sense to me. Why? Why wouldn't a permanent solution to a short-ter- short-term problem be be something good? You have to look at the future. They're not looking at the future. They're looking at what's going on right now, and they're looking at pushing their green agenda. I'm telling you, the the greenies are controlling this. Are, are, are what the Biden administration is looking for here. This is one of the reasons why they have no interest in doing that. And it will probably continue to be that way. But folks, at some point in time, we could be Europe. Um, you know, uh, it's going to take a while, but, you know, we still have you know, our own ways, our own, uh, ways of uh, producing energy here. But you look at Europe, they're going to be in a stranglehold, you know, because that, um, because that, uh, uh, they because of them controlling the gas, much of the oil, and now with one of the biggest nuclear power plants in Europe, which is the one they took over, and I can't remember the name. I, I'm sorry, but you'll find it in the news anyway. Um, this is all, you know, we could be in that same situation. And then what are we going to do then? You know, you think energy prices are up there now. Wait till you see what's going to happen, uh, you know, if obviously if we came into that situation. Do we, you know, should we rely, should we, should we rely on Russian oil? Now, I'm not saying that we shut the Russian oil right off. Don't get me wrong. It's not what I'm saying because I, you know, but, but at the same time, we have to start thinking of ways of not relying on that. And that means if we have to uh, open up new things, it's, it, may, it, it may take a year or so to get some other places, go, you know, some of the production up there again. But it didn't take uh, President Trump long to get things going. So, you know, we have to look at the future, folks. 
And, uh, you know, all this, because right now what they're trying to, they're almost trying to, like, get Americans to think, hey, if we don't go along with this guy, there's going to be a nuclear war. Well, you know, I, I like I said before, I, I highly doubt that, folks. I don't think things are that wacky yet. Of course, you know, I could be wrong, and who knows? You never know what's going to happen anymore. But I don't think he's, that, that Putin's that wacky. Um, certainly, uh, what what if you have a nuclear um, war? It's gonna it's gonna be all out nuclear war, World War Three. It's not gonna be just certain areas. Um, what's gonna be left? So you know, it's you know I mean it's it's like you know some kid going to the sandbox and taking over the, the sandbox, um, but then there's nobody there to bully or whatever. So what do you got? You got a sandbox that you're the only one that deal, dealing with it. It's it's basically would be that kind of that idea, you know. It's like, you know, what have I got left? All all uh, radioactive cities and uh, things of that nature to control. It, it it makes really no sense. I mean, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think that I am. I don't think they're ready for that, folks. I don't. Uh, so, all right, let's see if we can move on to a couple other things here that I wanted to try to get out. Um, they talked about the the um, uh, the. Tires there, I, only because I thought that was kind of uh, kind of funny. Um, it's it it really was uh, the Durham investigation, folks. That seems to be heating up again. But again, you're not hearing anything about it because why? Because right now, um, the the you know the the uh, Russian Ukraine invasion uh, you know is is everything right now. Is everything, uh, but there's been several more developments in the, uh, the Spygate scandal, basically uh, the Durham investigation, the Durham probe, um, and it, this is all being overshadowed, obviously, by by this as well. Um, there's been several um, depositions that have been filed. Um, some people have pled the fifth on this. There was an article that came out. Um, And uh, I believe it was last week uh, that talked about talked about how this is um, this February 28th when it came out. Uh, how this you know this since Friday several developments uh, have exposed more of the behind the scenes details of the special counsel investigation into Spygate. So it's uh, so these things are all being uh, being um, uh, overshadowed by again. Uh, this uh, the Russian uh, Ukraine invasion. That's all. Uh, that's all being being overshadowed. You know, this is all being overshadowed by that now. So it's amazing what's you know the things are going on. You almost I, I don't want to say it's 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 obviously not. You know, well, hey, Putin, do this so like I don't have to worry about this this Russian probe, the, the Russian. Uh, a probe in which Hillary Clinton obviously is in in the middle of this her campaign, um, but it's almost like that's the case. I I, ju I just don't, I I don't think that that's really true per se, folks. Um, but there's been a couple of su more subpoenas issued. I don't want to get into this too much because it get. But if you can find you can find this article on Federalist.com. Um, it's uh, it's a good article and it talks about. Uh, Four new things that uh, we've learned from the uh, special counsel investigation. 
So those, that's one thing that you might want to take a look at. It's the Federalist.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you look at the four new things learned from the special counsel investigation. Uh, an Arizona study recently just found, folks, um, that uh, 200,000 ballots counted, uh, counted uh, were with misma mismatched signatures. Um, there's a few other things. Uh, another uh, uh, Wisconsin voting probe uh, that's going on uh, that's behind the scenes. I didn't realize I'm running out of time here, so I'm going to end up having to say we'll wait till next week to talk about these things. Folks, or I'll do it in the JR's take if I get a chance. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen. We certainly appreciate it very much, folks, indeed here, folks. And don't forget, TalkShowAmerica.com. TalkShowAmerica.com for the blog. Um, and uh, we appreciate very much uh, you going there. Also, if you want to email me, JR at TalkShowAmerica.com. The letter J, the letter R, at TalkShowAmerica.com. Have a great day, st folks. Stay safe. Have a great week. And uh, if anything big comes up, we'll get out the JR's take. We'll tell you all about it. Thank you. Have a great day. You're listening to the Talk Show America Show. God bless America. the light from above.